Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves. I hope you're having a fabulous day, and I am so happy that you've decided to spend a little bit of it with me. Today, I wanted to talk about shooting. And we have talked about shooting on ourselves many times, and there's an entire episode on it. So if you have not listened to the episode about shooting on yourself, please go back and listen to that because it's something that happens quite a bit with my clients, with, you know, people that I I know and work with and myself, you know, that have anxiety and perfectionism and even depression. Lots of shoulds going around for everyone. (laughs) So definitely go back and listen to that. But today I wanted to talk a bit about how we also should all over the people in our lives sometimes, a lot of times. Maybe most of the time and probably focus mostly today on, you know, those kind of closer relationships, even though there is lots of shooting to go around for everyone. And I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, it's definitely come up in my life and with clients that have mentioned it more recently that that's put it on my mind, you know, is when we're interacting with people whether it is our partner, you know, our good friends, co-workers, and we have not only these shoulds for ourselves, which we spend a lot of time thinking about, but we also spend a lot of time thinking about how the other people in our lives should act and what it means if they don't act the way they should. And those thoughts <laughs> lead to a lot of negative emotion, a lot of anxiety, pain, frustration, That is how I know in my life when I'm shooting on someone else, if I feel like someone is frustrating me. (laughs) If I have the thought, you're being so frustrating right now, that's my trigger. That's my, you know, little light bulb moment like, oh, I'm shooting on them. Because, you know, it that's the frustration. That's what's creating the frustration is arguing with reality like we do when we should with ourselves or our circumstances. This person is being who they are and they're interacting with us in the world the way they do. And we're saying it should be differently and we're getting frustrated about that. So, you know, we all have different thoughts. You know, I say the the coaching phrase quite frequently, your thoughts create your feelings, which lead to your actions, which generate your results. And that concept has, you know, been kind of built and, you know, made concrete through the model by Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School. And so, you know, we all have our own models. And when you first come to thought work, you start to see, you know, hey, guess what? All of my thoughts aren't true. Well, and generally, all of our thoughts are just thoughts. <laughs> there might be some facts rattling around in there, but we start learning that, that our thoughts aren't true. But it also helps to take that to the next step and realize that. You know, we don't know what other people are thinking. Whatever thoughts they are thinking could be different from ours because, you know, our thoughts aren't true. They're not like you follow the dots, connect the dots, and you get to 
the same thought that we have. We're not the reference point. We're not (laughs) the universal judge of what is the standards. We get to pick the standards for our lives, you know, when we look at those thoughts and look at those shoulds and decide which ones are things that we want to keep and commit to. But we're not the one that decides all that for everyone else. And, you know, a lot of times we're very committed to our beliefs and our thoughts And it can be really hard for us to see how, you know, any other interpretation could be correct as well. You know, it's not right or wrong. It's just a different way to think about it. So, you know, one thing that helps is when you're interacting with a person and you're getting frustrated and you're thinking that they should be a different way is to be able to, you know, step back and and realize, okay, I'm doing to them the same thing that I've done to myself. And when I'm trying to tell myself I should not feel the way I do or I should act in a certain way, you know, I'm not the person who decides that. And my thoughts, you know, also might not be true. Probably should do an example there to help kind of explain that better in more concrete terms. I don't know if many of you have heard, but it was very popular for a while, a book, and I think there's probably a movie and trainings and teachings and everything about it called The Five Love Languages. But it talked about, you know, the five different ways that people express love. And a lot of people took those courses and read those books because what's interesting about that is that you can be in a relationship with someone and the two of you can express love in completely different ways. So one of the ways was acts of service. So it could be that a person, you know, expresses love. And generally, if they express it that way, that can also be the way they receive it. But I think it can be different as well. But they express and or receive love through acts of service. So like if you did something for them, they would feel loved. You know, if you cooked them a meal or you know, cleaned up the house or something like that, that person would be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. They love me. And then another one would be like words of affirmation. Like the person might need to here. Hey, I love you. Hey, I love you because, you know, you're a wonderful person because your laugh just hits me right in the chest, you know, whatever it is, they might like to hear that. And so, you know, if you're communicating in one of these love languages, and that's not the other person's love language, they might not be picking up on that. And I understand that, even though I've I've not read the book. But, you know, in my life, I know that I had a lot of relationships where they would tell me they love me every day, you know, every time we got off the phone, that kind of stuff. And that was really just kind of what you did. And I was in a lot of those relationships where I did not really have the thought (laughs) that that person loved me, even though they said it. And then much later in my life, I was in a relationship with someone who did not express love that way. They did not say it. And it took some coaching. (laughs) Even before I even really knew what coaching was, I was working on my own thoughts. You know, it took some getting used to looking at the situation and, and being like, all the actions that I had wanted that were missing in those other relationships are here. You know, all the actions that I also think, hey, if you love someone, you know, you do these certain things, which those are my thoughts, right? But all those things are here. So then how important are the words? You know, would I rather be in one of those relationships where I had the words, but not the actions? Or would I rather be in one where I didn't get maybe the verbal affirmation, but I was getting all the actions? And so for me, that was like very clear. I I would rather have all the actions line up with a loving relationship, my thought of a loving relationship, than just have the words and, and not the actions. 
And then I know like with my partner that I'm with now, he gets me gifts and he knows that that's just my thing. I love it. I love getting presents. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely my love language. Like it doesn't even have to be expensive. Like buy me a Kit Kat and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you love me. This is fantastic. I, I have a Kit Kat. <laughs> So that's great. He likes to get me things. That's one of the things that he likes to do in addition to acts of service. So, you know, but I've tried to do the same for him to get him things. And I've been successful at it a few times where I got him something and he was just like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. But most of the time it's just like, oh, more stuff. And he's even had me take things back (laughs) because he didn't want them. So, you know, obviously it wouldn't matter how many things I bought him or gave him. That would never convey love to him because for him, he doesn't he doesn't want more junk. Whereas, you know, for me, like, give me something. Give me a present, a small present, a big present. It doesn't matter. I love presents. And, you know, that's kind of more of a, a positive example. Usually when we're shooting on people, it's because of the negative side of it. But, you know, that's a good example to help you see that people can express something in a completely different way. Kind of looking at it towards like the shooting, you know, a lot of people are very strict about their schedule and their time. And we've talked about this before, like with boundaries, you know, if you have a friend who is always late, you know, get to control that person and how they act. So you don't put up a boundary that's like, you know, if you're late, I'm leaving. So you shouldn't be late. But you can put up a boundary that's like, hey, I want to spend time with you. But just to let you know, if you're more than 15 minutes late, I'm going to have to move on with my day. I'm not going to wait past that. And, you know, that's a healthy boundary when you're able to allow them to do that. And you're not judging them. You're not angry (laughs) when you hit that 15 minute mark and leave. That's your boundary. You're not going to wait past that. So that can be a situation, too, where, you know, if someone can say, you know, if this person is consistently late for our dates or, you know, friendship, hangouts, whatever it is, they don't care about me. They don't care about my time. They, you know, couldn't possibly be committed to the relationship because, you know, time is important and that's not how you treat people that you care about. So you can see how you're shooting on that person when if that person is someone who is always <laughs> late and that's you know something that you know about them, it might not mean that at all. They have their own thoughts and their own model that's going into creating that result of always being late. You know, they could have a lot of anxiety about meeting up with you and what to wear, or what to say or, you know, anything like that that could make them late. Or they could just be a person who chronically runs late. And because of that, they don't think that that time is important or that it's indicative of how important the situation is because they're just always late. So you can see how someone could act in a way that another person is like, this is absolutely not how you treat somebody. It's, you know, it's unacceptable. You shouldn't do it. And when you're in that mindset that, you know, they couldn't possibly care, they couldn't possibly have the same priorities or feel the way you do because they're acting differently, then, you know, that can be very painful. And you're forgetting that you don't know their thoughts and that, you know, our they're built differently. We've had different experiences, different, or we've been raised differently. We've interacted with the world and we've got this whole complicated system of neurons up there firing away, creating all these thoughts, which we now know, right? Because you've been listening and learning on the podcast that our thoughts aren't always true. 
So the other person, they're having their own thoughts and everything shoot off and and they're not always true. And it doesn't mean that, you know, they're not acting right. They're not behaving appropriately. It just means that they have a different model. And, you know, it can be helpful in that situation to think about that instead of thinking and confirming really probably is what what we're doing is we're like, oh, well, they don't care because we're afraid that they don't care. Right. So we're trying to confirm that for ourselves. But looking at it and and looking at their model and thinking of other possibilities, like ways that they actually might care and that this doesn't mean that or how this action might mean something else, you know, instead of shooting on them and being just like, nope, they should think the way that I think because that's the only right way to think in this situation. You couldn't possibly think differently. You know, be open to looking at what their model could be, what thoughts they might be having that you know, creates the feelings, which leads to the actions, which generates the result that you're seeing in in your relationship, because it might not be that they don't care. That's your thought. You're trying to put your thoughts into their thoughts. (laughs) We're having a lot of thoughts here, thoughts about our thoughts, thoughts about their thoughts. And it's also important because of the negative feelings that it generates, but also the stress it puts on the relationship, trying to force someone to act in a certain way because we think that we'll be allowed to believe or think that they care if they act that certain way. When, you know, the truth is, is if you don't believe it, their actions aren't going to change it. You know, back to like with the words of, of affirmation or whatever, you know, a lot of women and people, I guess, maybe who identify as women, a lot of us, we have body image issues. So if you think about that and you think about how... <laughs> If you feel unattractive and someone's like, oh, no, you're smoking hot, total smoke show, I'm feeling it, you know, it it might feel good for a moment and it makes you happy that they and you're like, oh, they said that. That's so sweet. But it doesn't change your thought that it's not true, right? You think that they're confused or they're just being nice or maybe they're just flat out lying to you, <laughs> right? Once you have time and space to think about it, you you know, you're not as happy about it. You're like, no, they don't really think that. Maybe it was the lighting. Maybe they haven't seen me in direct sunlight yet. <laughs> so, you know, that's how attached we are to our own thoughts. Even if people started acting according to our shoulds for them, we like to believe that that would allow us to think and feel how we want about the situation and then we would be happy but it's not true and we we talked about that kind of in the manual episode where we talked about how we have manuals that we think people should go by and it's kind of similar to this it's probably a good companion episode to this one but even if we gave somebody a copy of the how you should act manual and they did everything we would realize that we needed to change some chapters and (laughs) rework some things because we didn't like it after all So it's important to, you know, look at that and realize when you're, you know, trying to should on somebody and say that they have to act a certain way in order for it to mean a certain thing so that you can feel happy. It's your thoughts about their actions that are making you unhappy. So look at it. Think about their model, what they might be thinking that's not, you know, negative, that doesn't mean that they don't care. 
And also, you know, when we're shooting on other people, you're not able to actually, we've talked about this, anytime you're shooting on reality and not accepting it, you're not able to actually change it because you're just in denial. So, you know, if you're sitting there, you know, shooting on this person, you can't see what's actually there. You're in denial of reality. And you could be missing something. You could be missing, you know, a really important thing about them or about the way that they communicate and the way that they connect in a relationship because of you trying to fit them into into your model that you have. So that's, you know, it's good to allow yourself to be open to them having their own thoughts, their own models, and that you don't know what that might mean necessarily, and it might not indicate the things that you think it does. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to just sit there and if something does feel like to you, like, hey, this is this person doesn't care, you know, you don't necessarily have to just say, oh, no, I'm wrong. They probably do. You can definitely work through that on your own, but working through it on your own and coming, you know, to this understanding that, hey, we have different thoughts. It's not necessarily that it's that way, you know, and I can be open to that. I can be open to them having a different model. If you are in a relationship where you feel comfortable and you want to be vulnerable and you want to go deeper, you can discuss that with the person, right? But remember allowing them to have their own thoughts and have their own model in the way that they, you know, respond to you. It doesn't mean, you know, if you're like, hey, I don't think you care about me when you're late. That doesn't mean the person then has to be like, oh, well, if it makes you think that, I'll never be late again. Because sometimes we do that too. Or like, well, but if I tell them what I need, then they have to do it because now they know. (laughs) That still hasn't changed their thought, right? About (laughs) what it means to be late or to not be late. But, you know, you can come to them and and open up and say, you know, hey, I'm always on time and it's really important to me and that's the way I show priorities. It's the way I show what's important to me. You kind of show up a bit late or you tend to be late when we have plans, you know, what does that mean for you? You know, is there something more? Is there something more important going on? I'm not saying you can't ask them that, you know, be open and coming from a place that's not judging and assuming, but like, you know, I want to understand why you interact this way or what it means, or is there a way that we can work on this? You, why are you late? Do we need to meet later? Do we need to meet earlier? Whatever. I don't know what the, <laughs> what the conversation might be for you. But just, you know, being willing to discuss it and ask them, you know, since you don't know what they're thinking and they might have different models and that might not get you an answer, right? (laughs) They might not be like, oh, of course I care about you. When I was young, something happened and I always have been late ever since then, (laughs) you know, it might not be that clear cut, but you can, you know, be vulnerable and be open and talk about it. But just be willing to understand that other people have completely different thoughts, completely different models. And when you immediately think that they should be or they have to be a certain way, that's your thoughts. And, you know, what are you making making their actions mean? Just because that action line you think comes from a different thought or feeling, it might not because that's their model and you don't know what their model is. So, you know, be open to that. Be open to, you know, looking at possibilities of models that are not negative about you, that don't mean that they don't care about you or about what's important to you. I think a lot of times that comes up in relationships, even if you're established that they care about you. It's like, if you cared about our family, the kids, our home, our, you know, whatever it might be, then you wouldn't do this or do that, stay out with your friends, whatever it might be. 
these are things that we can talk about in relationships. We can be vulnerable and we can also just be open to, you know, understanding that our interpretation of it isn't necessarily the other person's. And then also, you know, allowing for that space to say, hey, they might have these other models and these other thoughts that are not negative, that don't mean anything about me. It's not all about me. I can't believe it. Because <laughs> generally we do. We think it's all about us and sometimes it, it's not. So being open to that is going to help. And then also looking at the person and, and trying to see a bit about who they are and, and how they interact with you and with the world so that you don't miss out on, you know, something amazing or important about them because, you know, you're living in these shoulds that you have for them or have for how a relationship should go. You know, maybe that's where your shoulds come from. You, your parents had a good relationship or something. And so you think that's what a loving relationship always has to look like. So, you know, be open to that. And, you know, in addition to noticing when you're shooting on yourself, notice when you're getting frustrated with other people in your life and see if you're shooting on them, if you're trying to impose how you think and feel and interact with the world on them. And if you are, you know, allow yourself to take a step back and to remember that your thoughts aren't always true and that you could be looking at their actions to confirm your own negative beliefs. So a lot can be unpacked there. <laughs> but I think, as usual, the first step is that awareness that you're shooting on them and then, you know, taking those steps to support yourself, have compassion that you have these thoughts and these feelings that maybe you're feeling uncared for, you're feeling like you're not important or that something that's important to you is not important to someone else. Those things hurt and those things do matter. You know, don't try to bury them or sweep them away. Do show yourself compassion for that. But then, you know, once you've held space for that pain and those thoughts and had that compassion, then you can start moving into, do these thoughts serve me? Is it helping the relationship for me to, you know, have these shoulds that this person has to live up to that they don't generally even know about and that they could possibly see in a completely different way? And again, you're not wrong and they're not wrong. You just see things differently. So I hope that gives you something a little bit to think about this week and will help you, you know, improve some of the relationships in your life and help you, you know, build on the tools we've learned here for, you know, work with yourself, but to also use that, you know, in your interactions with others so that you can have deeper connections with the people that you love. And of course, this can also apply <laughs> in some more distance people and that can be a whole other episode. But if you are struggling with this and, you know, maybe having issues with the relationships in your life and, you know, thinking that the relationship should be different, the people should be different, then please, you know, reach out, do the connection call. There's a link in the show notes and we can talk about coaching because it is a process and this kind of work does take time. And sometimes we believe our own thoughts very, very deeply and it can be it can be hard to see past that without outside guidance, without someone like me, like a coach. So I would love to talk to you about how coaching can can help you master this tool so that you can then use it on your own in your own life. So have a fantastic day and fabulous relationships all around, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>